Ah, yes, Clarksville. How you doing? And welcome to the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. We are broadcasting live from the Up in Smoke studios at the moment. Yeah, on location. Very special show for y'all today. Why? Today's focus, Marty Ray. Wait till you hear this story, all right? Marty Ray. Uh, I was fortunate enough to cross paths with Marty Ray back in 2015 when he blew up. I mean, his music was taken off after uh, the viral video of Marty Ray's rendition of Ice Ice Baby. Lawyer Wayne, you've seen it, right? I have. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me see if I can... uh, if I can play it here, just so, uh, to remind the audience. But ladies and gentlemen, before we do that, Marty Ray. Yeah. What's up, baby? How are you doing? How you doing, Marty Thank Ray? Thank you for having, uh, having me on. What a beautiful, beautiful building to oh, do a well, show in. I'm, I'm glad you, you said that. Uh, 109 Hunter Lane, up in smoke. This is where I come here before I get to the studio to do all my work and everything. And show prep is right from this building here. And since we, we had a situation with uh, broadcasting from the studio today, we're doing it right here, while here. Too easy. Too easy. They make food here too, right? No, 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 but we can order. Oh, uh, they do cook a lot of food when Eric's here. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I ate yeah. some food here once. Yeah. They grill out back. Yeah, they do. Man, it was good. But all right, here, let me uh, let me get this going here. I, I want to I play this for the audience, and glad to have you guys aboard. All right, and where are you? Let me just... Turn off that glitch mob for a minute here. No. But, but yes, here is a little bit of that uh, that that Marty Ray that we were talking about. All right. Da, da, da. Where are you, baby? There she is. Do the people on Facebook Live hear the the video? They do. They'll be able to see it too. Yeah. Nice. You get to see what we see. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something. Grabs the odor, me tightly, flowing like an awful daily and nightly. Will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal, light up the stage and wax a jump like a candle dance. Caress the speaker that booms, I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best. It's a felony, love it to leave it. You better gain weight, better hit fools out of kid. Don't play if it was a problem, I would solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves in ice. Vanilla ice, vanilla ice, ice, baby. Oh, ice, ice, baby. Vanilla ice, vanilla ice, ice baby, oh ice, ice baby. And now that the party is jumping with the bass kicked in, fingers all pumping quick. All right, stop, collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention, something. Grabs the odor, me tightly, flowing like an awful daily and nightly. Will it ever stop, y'all? I don't. All right, so you got a little glimpse of what uh, of what took place back in the day with Marty Ray covering Ice Ice Baby, which came to actually Vanilla Ice picking up the phone and going, "Hey, how you doing, Marty Ray? I want you to tour with me." Nice. 
Well, well not tour. Right, right, right. <laughs> Open up, a, where was it, Miami? Yeah, they, they started, I believe that's when they started the I Love the 90s tour. Okay, right. And he said, come out and I want you to do that song with me. Right. And he was headlining the tour, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went out to Miami and Boca Raton, to be exact. And did that. I did my version of Ice Ice Baby with Vanilla Ice himself. Now, Marty, you, uh, I mean, you traveled with him. Any any cool stories coming out of uh, Robert Van Winkle, right? I didn't travel with him. No? no. I just met him at Boca Raton, and, uh-huh. and we were in the same hotel together. Right. There. Gotcha. But I didn't uh, I didn't go, like, do other shows. We Did, did you stay in his room? Yeah, we stayed in the same room. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah. That's pretty cool. No, that's oh. not true. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 we same bed or nice there, was, uh, there was like five people with me. You remember, because I came. You, don't, first you don't mind, right? No, I don't mind. All right. You, you remember when we were headed to Miami to do that, we stopped by your show. I remember. It was the first time. Yes, that was a, that was a great time. Isn't that too. crazy? I love that. Oh, you my remember, God. You remember how many people was with me? Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Six of us. I yeah, think. in that small little room that we were that we had. Yeah, yeah, it got hot that day. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of people with me. We traveled. We we met we went Salt and Pepper. We met Color Me Bad. All the all these people that I grew up listening to. Now, uh, did they recognize your song, Salt no, and Pepper? They no, they they had never heard it until then. They might have still not have heard it. I don't know. They were before Vanilla Ice. Right, right, right. So they probably did their set and li- you know push it real mm. good and then left. They pushed mm, it right out mm, the door. Mm, mm, you know what mm, I mean? Mm, 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 mm. But that was it. So it was we. I did that show and left, and Rob and I stayed in contact. Matter of fact, I just had Rob on my podcast. Yeah, the Marty Ray Project chats. He and I talked about. Doing that, me doing that song and how he felt about it, and he gave his opinion. And we talked about Suge Knight and uh, some other things. Talked about doing some uh, something together. What were some of the things that uh, that people can catch on your uh, on on your podcast with uh, with Vanilla Ice? Well, you can hear from the horse's mouth what he thought when he first heard it, and he said some really cool things that really boosted my ego. Interesting on there for sure. And he, we, you know, we get into just fun stuff too. Where he's a big Turtles fan, Ninja Turtles fan. Yeah, you know what Ninja Turtles are. Oh yeah, I just met the guy that did that did the drawings for the Ninja Turtles, the cartoon. Yeah, they did the comics. Yeah, that did the. Uh, the you remember the cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just met the guy that did the that that was the animator for that. Son of a gun. Yeah, man. we just had a, the Clarksville con here in town. The creator Deadpool was there also. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. So that, this must be good. Pretty big over here, then. Clarksville, uh, Clarksville's booming. Proud of you, Clarksville. You're making things happen. Oh, and the Batmobile. You're looking over here. there. Is Clark, that's Clarksville over there. Right, right there. So right know. in, right through that camera. Oh, you're looking at yeah. that camera. Right through that camera. Oh, there in that camera. <laughs> I, I thought you were looking up at the corner. I was like, what? That's Clarksville. You're uh, originally from Memphis. Was born in Memphis, raised in Arkansas, moved back to Memphis when I was 18. Now Memphis and Arkansas, they they, they share the border right over there, pretty much, right? They do. There's a West Memphis. Is actually in Arkansas. There's Memphis, Tennessee. West Memphis is Arkansas. Were you a rich kid, a poor kid? Oh, filthy rich. Yeah, I l- mean nasty. You I mean just dumb rich? Man, like like. I sp- mean, just I drove Lamborghinis rich. <laughs> that's not true. Right? That's that's not true. <laughs> Marty. No, my dad is a blue collar worker. We weren't poor, uh-huh. no, by no means. Uh, we were. He definitely spoiled us, but he worked. He had. Man, when we were growing up, he had five jobs at a time but they were all like his own businesses he never worked for my whole life he never worked for anyone 
he uh, he had a mechanic shop. He and he still does. And he had a towing service. He was a bounty hunter. He was a bells bondsman. Nice. He, he was. Uh, uh, he worked on he, for. He worked on UPS trucks at night. He it, he ended up getting a body shop uh, for for pain and, and and auto body work and stuff like that. So just anything that had to do with cars. He ended up starting a trucking company later, which was like a dump truck where you would haul loads and stuff like that. So, what kind of kid were you? A good kid, a smart kid, no, into the drugs at all? Never got into drugs. Never even got into alcohol. But I say I was a good kid. We we fought a lot, like me and my friends, and and we went to the clubs and did all that. So I had you know a little bit of violent streak in me. When, when did you uh, when did you start the beard? The beard? Yeah. When I was like born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just never shaved it. Never shaved it. So in high school, okay, a, a little Marty Ray, you know, uh, he, he had a, he had a, a shorter beard, but there was a beard back then. To be honest, I did grow a beard. I started I, the first time I could ever grow a beard was, I believe, in the seventh grade. I could grow a beard, full beard, if I wanted to. I hated your kind. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, the teachers back then would make me shave because it caused confusion. They said it would make people think that I was the teacher. <laughs> That's what they used to say, stuff, super stuff like that. And I right. was like, I'm not shaving. So I was very rebellious. I did. I had a problem with authority. Yeah. Uh, I, you don't, I don't know if anybody should call herself smart. I don't think I was dumb. Did you ever get arrested? You don't have I to answer that. I've been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What went down? You uh, don't allegedly. Have to answer that. Lawyer Wayne. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't know if he's going to deep dive. Okay. Uh, well, I murdered someone. Oh. And no, I never have uh, killed anybody. Um, but. You know, just it, most of the times it was because of fighting or something like that mm. that I would go to jail because he was wrongfully accused. Yes, Wrong, that's, that's right. Yeah. Lawyer, yeah. thank you, lawyer. Lawyer Wayne. I forgot we got lawyer Wayne here. I need to listen to your advice more. I got my lawyer in the house today. Know uh, your rights, know your options. Yes. LawyerWayne.com. LawyerWayne.com. <laughs> know your rights, know your options. But uh, the uh, he answers phone calls. Getting into the music. Uh, uh, I mean, was this in high school? Was this after high school? I mean, what, were, you, were you were you working? And you're like, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to do music. I wish it was like. I wish that was the case. Yeah. I wish that. Sometimes I think back and I go, you know what? I wish I would have started when I was uh, 18 or right. right out of high school or 14 or something. But I didn't have a lot of encouragement in that regard when I was growing up. Nobody in my family really. They were, they were, first, some of the family would say, well, you just can't sing. Some of them said I couldn't sing. Okay. That it wasn't any good. And these were people I looked up to, right? Some of them would say, you, you sound good, but it's not a realistic dream to have to, to go, you know, how hard it is to do music and make money. Right. You know, that's what they would say. They're realist, real, realist people. Like my father, he was like, you go work hard, and that's how you – I tell you, he, he only way you could work hard to him was not with your mind, but with your hands. Right. So that was working hard to him. So anything other than that was a waste of time to my father. But he was always willing to appease me in certain things. If I said, "Hey, Daddy, I want to get a guitar and take guitar lessons," and he'd be like, "All right, you can do that as long as you show up for work." That's right. Right. You know. So we had to. I had to go to work and go to his shop, and I was a mechanic, and I hated every bit of it. I hated towing. I hated all that, and and he loved it though. It, I don't, I'm not knocking anybody that does that. I could see you as a as a mechanic and a tow I'm guy. I'm sure you can. I I, sure. I picture it. I'm sure you can. I'm I, sure you pictured it at home. Yeah, that's at right. Night all the time. I, I'm, well, th th in that case, yes, I could see you as a repo man. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. 
I have. Unbelievable. I've done that repo. You done any uh, anyone like come out in the middle of your repossession? Not mine, but my father. When I was younger, my father had several people holding guns. They didn't pull them on him per se, right? But they would just come out with a gun, holding it to their side, and they'd say, "You're not getting my car." And he'd say, "Okay." Right. He would get the car. What do you do? What do you do at that point? Well, he just would say, well, you're not the only one who has a gun. So if you want to get oh, in a gunfight over this over this car, and he would use some choice language with them. <laughs> and uh, we would just be sitting there and be like, he, I mean, he hunted his own bounties down, too. <laughs> he would go and get these highly dangerous people that jump bail when he bailed them out. He would bail out anybody. didn't care who they were. Right. I'm going to write a book about him someday. He's a, he was a, a madman. He <laughs> really was. Like, he was like, this guy would bail some horrible criminal out and they would jump bail and he would go find them and bring them back what are we himself. doing with this guy we need to get his dad on the show you really do <laughs> you would love talking to my well he wouldn't really talk that much about it i would have to sit here and tell all the stories we for need him. to get him and you on so yeah there you go he would just sit here and be like yeah no yeah oh uh, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah he, he's not into talking about himself so when you started doing the music so the music came years later I always thought I, could, I always mimicked artists, right? Like I, I would do impressions okay. my whole life. Like whoever I was, I loved as as a at the time. Like I grew up listening to Boys to Men and Mahalia Jackson. Can you and, give us an, an example of a like an impression? Yeah, man, I don't know if I can do it anymore. But uh, uh, like I used to do. I used to do uh, down on bended knee. Uh, but man, I can't remember the lyrics anymore. What's what's the uh, what's the number one boys to men song? I can't even remember it now. Boys to men. At the end, end of, of the, the road, road. Mm -hmm. still I can't let go. It's so natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Laura Wayne, I got to stop looking into his eyes when he says this. Yeah. I know you really love me. Anyway, it's not as good anymore, the impression. But I used but, to be able to nail those guys pretty closely, and even Garth Brooks, people like that. Like I used to do, uh, sometimes late at night, I lie awake and watch her sleeping. I even hear a little Aaron Neville in there too. Oh, I've done Aaron Neville. Oh, can, can we hear? Yeah, hey, let me try to let me try to get that. <laughs> I don't know how much. <laughs> Step right up, come on in. See. If you'd like to take the grand tour of a lonely house that once was home sweet home. Anyway, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, like, I used to do that, but but then. Is this what got you started doing uh, some of the, because, you, you know, you go to your YouTube channel, you, you go to your Facebook, you, uh, and, and the cover songs that you do, I mean, you're getting millions upon millions of views on these things, Yeah. right? And, and so I, I get where, 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 where it starts from, because when you began, I guess, as a musician here, you were doing these, these covers, these impressions, if you well, will. Well, the difference then, I was trying to sound just like that person. Okay. And then... Anyone call you out on that? Be like, hey, man. Uh, no, they just didn't. They said, well, they, they would say, like I said, some of my family would say that you're not any good. Oh. And uh, then, but my friends, some of my friends would be like, man, you, you know, sang, sang Garth Brooks or sang Boys to Men or sang right. whatever, Charlie Daniels, whatever. And then uh, I would do it and they would love it. But, you know, they were drunk too. So I just, <laughs> with my family, who I right. thought that were, who I respected as musicians, they're fantastic. They still are today. 
I, I thought their their opinion matters more because they know music. Right. And they said I was no good. So, and my dad was always like, you know, you know you're, you're good, but you, you, what are you going to do with it? Still need a real job. Yeah, you still need to come to work. Yeah, so you're still going to work, still doing the music at night. All right, and uh, it, that, that, that was lifestyle. That was it, huh? Well, I didn't really say I did music at night. I tell you what, it all came around when I moved to back to Memphis, and I was running my dad's towing service in Memphis, and actually West Memphis, Arkansas. And my little brother, we were just always experimenting with, with things. And it was in 2005 that I got my first Apple MacBook. So shout out Apple, right? Yeah. They need it because they're kind of failing right now. <laughs> but, uh, no. but I got my first Apple in 2005. And when I got that, it came with GarageBand. GarageBand. So I, was, I started looking into this GarageBand, figured out I could record myself. Yep. And I said, man, I'm going to do some experimentation here. So then. What year were we looking at? 05, I believe it was. I think. I think that's when I got that. that I, I'm horrible with dates. But, yeah, I think it was 05. So then I got my cousin who, like, one of the, had, had been doing, recording his own albums and stuff. Right. And I said, man, how do I record my own album? Like, my own song. Like, if I want to record a song, what do I do? And he told me about audio interfaces and condenser microphones and things like that. And I said, you have a condenser microphone and audio interface? He said, yeah. I said, I want to come over there and let's just mess around with something. So we came, we, we got him and my uncle together. We were trying to record the song Hallelujah all okay. these years ago so I could mess around and figure out how to use the Leonard Cohen one. Right. Or oh. Jeff Buckley. Oh, Je- right, right. Of More which Jeff you, Buckley than Leonard Cohen. Of, of which you just did a uh, you just did a rendition. Your own years rendition. Years later, isn't that something? Is, uh, that's that's crazy. Years and years. You're later. You're talking about like 15 years later. Long time later. Wow. How I many that was? I don't know when. I don't know if that was a year ago or when. Yeah, that about was a done. year ago, I think. Yeah. So then we did that. My uncle ended up leaving. We never got Hallelujah done, but I wanted to have something. I wanted to have something because at this time I was still sounding like other people. Yeah. Okay. That's all I knew. I didn't know how to sound like Marty Ray. So I was still sounding like Jeff Buckley, to, you know, is what I thought. Like I was sounding like him. And then my, my uncle left, so we never got finished. And then I told my cousin, I said, I want to do something and get it completed so I can mess with it in editing. Right. And he said, all right. I said, he said, what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. Let's just pick a song out of the hymn book that I've never heard and that you know, and you can play on the piano, and I'll just sing it. So I had never heard anybody do Great Speckled Bird. Ever. I never heard anybody sing this song. Okay. So I had no reference to copy them. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. So since I had no reference to copy, I had to sing what was in here. Okay. So then he starts playing, and I, it was like, I said, okay, okay. And what a beautiful thought I've been thinking concerning a great speckled bird. Right? And that for the first time, I got chills when I was saying that. Hmm. And I had never gotten chills before. And I said, man, this is something else here. And I go out and talk to my cousin. I was like, man, this is, I think that's me right there, man. That's, hmm. that's actually my voice. And I said, what does that sound like to you? He goes, it's all right. <laughs> said, yeah, it's good. Right. I said, uh, I said, I think it's better than all right, man. And so I took it, and I took it to my uncle. And I said, How, I said how's it sound? He goes, he goes, oh, well, well James Rodney, that's my cousin's name. He said, he said he uh, he did something to that. Like you, that ain't you. I was like, no, that's me. Like there's nothing done to that. That's how I sound. There's no auto tune on that. Yeah, there's no auto tune. I said there's nothing. There's no effects on this. This is just me. And he goes, all right, all right, like that. And so, but that was kind of encouraging, 
because the fact that he thought he messed with it. Right. Let me know that he liked it. That can't be you. Yeah. That's too good. That can't be you. That's good. If it's good, it can't be you, Marty. And right? that's when you started really focusing. Well, then I made a video. I said, let's just see if God wants me to do this or not. If this was from God. If I, did, I feel, did I feel the Holy Spirit when I was in there singing that song or not? Let's see. So I made a video, put the video out on Facebook. This was years ago. And when I put that video out, Speckled Bird, that was all I had. And it got like 30,000 views or something. I mm. thought, man, I'm famous. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I yeah. said, golly. I, and people were calling my dad. I worked for my dad at, in Blyville. They were calling my – actually, I worked for my – yeah, I, I, I moved back home. was working for my dad in Blyville at the time because people were calling the Blyville, shop. Blyville, Arkansas. Blyville, Arkansas. People were calling the shop. And they were saying, hey, we love that song, man. It moved me to tears. And, and when are you coming out with an album? Uh-huh. Right. And I was like, man, I never thought about that. Hmm. So then I started thinking about it, right? Because I, I had been writing songs since I was 12, meaning not, not really songs that I thought were, hey, this, these are hits. Right. But we always had fun with it, you know. And it was, and fast forward to my little brother coming up with this funny rap song idea called fat girl. Okay. Okay. And I said, you know what? I said, I want to, I want to get into making videos. So I started making, I started learning how to make videos because of that. It was a rap song that, that I, we wrote together called fat girl with some T-Pain app. Remember that T-Pain app? <laughs> yep. No, yes. I don't remember the there T-Pain. There was a T-Pain app and yep. it came with pre-stocked beats. Yep. So he said he, he was messing with one. I said, let's finish it and I'll make a video of it. So I made that video and that thing got, did you make it with the app? Did you record it with the app? I took the audio off the app okay. and put it into the garage. Put it band. in the garage band. Yeah, and then and then like had to a, figure out how to like, auto tune his like voice. Like a pro. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and because uh, he was horrible, <laughs> yeah, bad. But he was rapping too, so it was okay. We have uh, we have auto tune here if you want to. Do you really? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Turn it on. Let's see what you got. We have uh, we have auto tune here if you want to. Do you really? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Turn it on. Let's see what you got. Yeah, you know you make me wanna shout. I don't hear it. No, I don't hear no audio. Me neither. I think he's fooling us. No, no. I think no, he, no go ahead and sing, yeah, Lawyer Wayne. It'll be great. I'll auto tune it. My uncle's listening. He's like, I told him he was using auto tune. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to adjust the. That's how it check audio. check check. I think that's how he tricks the non-singer. You know, it's, it's tough with auto tune because if you sang in tune, auto tune doesn't do anything usually. Let right. me see. Well, it should be doing something with the mouth. I, the I can't sing, so maybe. Yeah, oh. it should tune you up really nice. Hey, how you doing? Right? I don't hear it no. a little bit. We've got to get that T-Pain app. Yeah, i got to figure it out. We'll yeah. run through that. That'll be a whole show. Right. I love it. But we'll there do you... the whole show with it. You, actually, I see it right there. It's, you have Ontario's auto-tune uh-huh. built into that, that mm-hmm. board. That's right. Now, that's crazy. I just got to figure out how to use it. You should, because that'd mm-hmm. be a cool segment. It'd right. be funny. Uh, all auto-tune? Yeah, Jimmy Fallon actually <laughs> uh-huh. came out auto-tuned. On, yep. oh, do you remember that? Yep. Or, he fell. He was like, oh, <laughs> that, that hurt. Yeah. That really, why are you laughing? You know, and you're uh. like, golly, man. That's hilarious. Nice. Anyway, um, so then after the, those two videos did semi-well, I thought, hey, I'm on my way. But then nothing else ever happened. Did okay. you get discouraged? Not really, because I, I didn't ever think that I was ever going to do anything anyway, like with music. Right. Because, like I said, my family had always taught me to dream within my walls, within my city limits. Like, if you don't, if you don't, like, even in high school, when I went to high school, you were, you were taught, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't, it wasn't a cultivating a dreamer 
area. You know what I'm saying? They were cultivating workers, and uh-huh. they still kind of are today. They they cultivate this this idea in young people to where we had a steel mill in, in Blyville called Nucor. Okay. And they, you were, hey, if you, you need to go to school, and if you go to uh, to, to the community college, you can get a good job at Nucor. And it's a great job, Nucor is. It's a fantastic job. But some of those guys make a hundred to $200,000 a year, I think, some of them, you know. Sure. So there's nothing wrong with it, but it's, it's tough work. It's, it's that, 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 that's not, doesn't have to be everybody's dream. You shouldn't, you shouldn't tell somebody, well, this should be your dream. And I don't think it is anybody's dream to go work at a steel mill. Hmm. I don't think anybody grows up thinking, you know what I want to do in my life? I want to work at a steel mill. And I have nothing against those people because I was one of those people wanting to work there right. because of the money. But it wasn't because it was my dream. It was because of the money. So if money motivates you, that you're already coming from the wrong, air, wrong place internally. You see what I'm saying? I do. If you do this show right. for money, and that is what motivates you. I, I'm, I, you, I want to do radio because of money. Well, then they didn't do their research. They're right, <laughs> that's right. But I'm saying, if yeah. anybody does goes about it that way, mm-hmm. my my, I did. You you do want to make money? Of course, you want to pay bills. You want to make money and doing what you want to make a lot of money doing what you love to do. That's the way I am with music. But anyway, music. So I'll get to the the point here. This is a long way around to the point of music. So years years separated between Fat Girl and Speckled Bird. Years went by me towing cars and and yada 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 and not really thinking much about it. And then one day, I said, "You know what? I'm gonna." I, a song came to me. I was driving down the the road in my tow truck, and I, the song, the melody came about my dad. And I was, I started singing, "My daddy was a tow truck driver. Well, that's what I was supposed to be. Said, get in line, or he'll take you farther. You know, like, and and that, that was it. That's all I had at the time. I said, I gotta write that. I said, if nothing else, I want to get that done." professionally for once and uh and and have that song forever that i can say hey dad i wrote this for you right and uh so my buddy cj wilder who moved to nashville early on and started hitting the streets and he plays on broadway and he met all these people and he said he saw that i I posted a video on facebook and he said come down and jam with us at uh fiddle and steel when they were still on printer's alley and uh he said we have a jam night so i came all the way down and jammed with him and then he started talking about, i said i got this song i want to record and he said well i can help you out i you know everybody i know all these people with studios and, and he he helped me to find the studio to record ended up recording two songs instead of one and then i when i recorded those two which was countryman and tow truck driver recorded two more called boots and paper so that i could at least release an ep i took every bit of money that i had in my bank account came down here borrowed my uncle's van and slept in the back of the van and gave all my money to these people on a whim. To make an EP. My first EP. What was the name of it? Countryman. And uh, was it under Marty Ray or was it under Marty, Marty Ray, Ray Project. Project? Originally it was released years and years ago under Marty Ray. Uh-huh. It was Marty Ray Tow Truck Driver. That was the name of the <laughs> album. And then I, I got in with somebody that said they were a manager and they could they could get the, the album placed and all these type of things, you know. And uh, so I signed with him, and he he. But then he was getting the reports and all that stuff from the album, and I never seen anything, hmm. never seen a dime. Even tested to see if I was getting, if he was actually reporting anything to me. I downloaded my own album several times to see if he would report it to me. Do you uh, never reported it to me? So do you think he was taking the money? Yeah, he was. He was clearly taking the money, but it wasn't a lot of money anyway. 
but he was still taking the money. The little, the the dollars that he had coming in, he I guess he thought, well, that ain't enough to even worry about. Hmm. So, and I said, well, take my album down, and yeah. I don't want to work with you anymore. And he took it down, so I had to re-release it again, and I re-released it under, and I added one song that I had written in that time called Tavern in the Cross, and it's now called Countryman, Marty Ray Project. And the Marty Ray Project, how would you come up with the project part? Well, at first I was trying to put a band together, like an right. actual band. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're, 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 we're getting a band together, that yeah. type of thing, you know. And uh, I found out how hard that was <laughs> to get people to believe in you, sure, mm-hmm. like you believed mm-hmm. in you. That's right. right. And I said, well, this ain't going to work out. But I, I knew CJ, and CJ said, whenever you get a show, let me know. I'll, I'll play with you, and I got plenty of guys that will play with you as well. Just let us know. And I said, okay. And I, so, that, but, so we did a couple of shows, and it was all, every time I do a show, it was always somebody different playing. Right. So I said, well, this ain't really a band. This is a project. <laughs> so then I started thinking, this is, the project is just Marty Ray and whoever else is with him. It turned into being uh, the projectors, which is the fans okay. of the project. We're all projectors. We all have our own dream that we want to achieve. And we're all projectors in life, right? So that's what it means. It's a big project. And the whole thing is, is how far, because I didn't want to, at first I wanted to sign a record deal. And then I said, as I went along and I had a meeting with Sony, early on I had a meeting with Sony and uh, Average Joe's. And uh, the one with Sony just really was off-putting. This guy was sitting there and he was just giving me advice. Like he was like helping me out. Like, let me tell you something, kid. Hmm. You know, that type of thing. And I said, he said, your songs are good, but they're not hits. And I said, how do you know? Hmm. He goes, well, I've, I've been involved in this and that. And I said, yeah, but how do you know? I said, I said, tell me how many songs you've been involved with that weren't hits that you said was going to be. Tons of them, I bet. I said, you don't know. I said, nobody knows. Anybody that says they know if something's going to be a hit, they're wrong. Right. They're lying. Because you don't know. You think Lil Nas X knew that Old Town Road would be a hit? Heck nope. No. Otherwise, he would have produced a whole album of that stuff. Right. He didn't. <clears throat> That's right. right. He had no clue. Nobody knows. You don't know. It's it's a it's a kismet thing when somebody is able to get to number one. That that's just a that's just a crazy thing to happen. If you're able to chart, it's good. If you're if you get a, a song that stays seventeen weeks number one, nobody knows that's going to happen. Seventeen weeks. I think that's how long Old Town Road. I think you're right. Now your song, okay? Uh, when when you uh, bust it out on the scene and millions and millions of views. All right, you weren't expecting that then. The first song that, that went viral was because of the Fat Girl song. It was a funny rap song. That's kind of – I looked up to these guys that were making parodies on YouTube. Uh-huh, right. right. I watched them all the time, and I was just laughing. I just loved it. And I would make up my own parodies. I'd been doing that for years anyway, just for fun of it. We would do it in the record just driving down the road. All and, about that beard. About yeah, that beard. That's right. About that beard. So then years later, as I started learning how to do video – uh, we were we were actually my buddy who played guitar with me for a little while named Billy McCool. He had his own studio in West Memphis, and we were going over some songs. I wanted to do an album, a full album. We were going over some songs, and he we were. I said, "Let's go get something to eat." We went and got something to eat, and as we're driving, that song comes on. Uh, you know, I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no treble. Yeah, you know, and then and then he says, "You're actually all about that bass and beard." Because, you know, bass meant fat. Uh-huh, right, you know right, I mean? right. That's what she was saying. She's thick. Yeah. Uh, he said, so he said, you're fat and What beard. was her name? Um, uh, Megan Trainer. Yeah, Megan Trainer. right. Yeah. So I said, you're right. I said, I'm going to write that. 
I believe the song was uh, all about the bass, you know, the butt, no treble, uh, no boobies. That's one interpretation. That that was my interpretation of it. I thought song. it was about I thought it was about thick girls. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I think the booty was I the base. I also heard that it was about fat versus skinny, but I know. think it's just about thick versus skinny. she has boobs. Does she? Uh, I'm I'm a gentleman. I'm no, sure. I wasn't looking. Oh, right. were you? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> okay, sure. Her eyes uh, are up there. I think that she ha- is is well endowed in the in both areas. Yeah, that's I right. I don't think she has a problem either way. So nonetheless, you you go okay. Now I'm gonna make a parody. Made a parody. Wrote wrote the song. You know I'm all about that beard, about that beard, no stubble. No all about that beard, about that beard, I've heard no it. stubble. Uh-huh. So then, <laughs> because I was learning video, yeah, I said, this is a perfect opportunity to. I didn't think anybody the song was gonna like blow up or anything. Posted the video, made the video. The video looks horrible. <laughs> no, it's not bad, back. not bad. I, I I get what you're saying because you know you, you you look back now and what you could do with it, but uh, but back then it was still pretty good. Like I, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, uh, I mean, the view count on it. Uh, what do you think it's at right now? Like, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, uh, I mean, the view count on it. Uh, what do you think it's at right now? I have no clue what it's at oh, on you, you, you're YouTube. That probably. beard, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, at first, like, because my, my success came from Facebook first. 1.3 million views. So on Facebook. Uh, yeah, on Facebook. Uh, yeah, that one's on got, YouTube. That's where, that's where it got, that's where I got my traction. So I posted it on Facebook. I didn't even post it on YouTube originally. Posted it on Facebook and it got two million views like in a day. Look at that! There it is. Yep, unreal. Now, so boom. Okay, it takes off. You're now social media famous. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, but but no revenue from the Facebook. What? What? what why not? Uh, but at least you did eventually load it up to the YouTube where you could monetize it. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that until. There was a lot of people sending that. A lot of people started migrating because I posted that on my personal. The original, the original, uh, all about that beard and yeah, original ice. That was on your personal. Was on my personal, personal. Facebook page. Right. I, not on. Not on a. Why did you do that? Why not on your on your fan page so you can grow that even even to a mass? Well, the thing about it is that the Facebook page at the time I was I had that and I was trying to I was posting little things here and there got no love. Right. So I said, I said, well, this is a wash. I said, I don't even care about that. Yeah. So I said, I'll just use my personal Facebook page, and I did, and and it, that's where the views were coming, and the people were following there. That like I maxed out on friends at five thousand. Yeah. And started getting followers on there, and I think today I think I might have thirty two something thousand or thirty six thousand something like that. But the the beautiful thing was that those the people started going to my Facebook page anyway. Yeah. And they so I didn't even notice it. And then I went and looked at it one day and I had like ten, twelve thousand likes on it. That's right. Nice. And I was like, huh. And, and like, well, let me post some stuff here too. And then and people that like you, Paige, I mean you got over five hundred thousand followers on your uh, on your Facebook page. Not not your personal one, but your 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 Marty yeah. Ray project. On the page, yeah. Yeah. I mean that that's that's outstanding. I'm happy about it. I, God bless me in that regard. And I think the people ask me how did that happen all the time and and, I, and while I do know how it happened, one of the ways was mainly because God blessed me. People think that there's some secret I have, but I don't have a secret as far as how did those videos go viral other than just make good content. And back then, you could just make good content and people would share it. Right. And it would do well. Like I, I could post a video back then and it would get a million views, no problem. Right. Organically. Yeah. No, no advertising. No advertising. Right. No boosting. Yeah. And no they didn't boost, even have boosting back no then. Boosting, right. right. 
And then you I go, don't know if you had advertising back then. You go to your YouTube channel, okay? A Marty Ray Project on YouTube. Definitely a like and subscribe. Over 62.8 million views total on your YouTube channel. I thought it was higher than that, but I, I, I thought it was at 68 million. 60, 62,818,967 views. I got some work to do then. Yeah, better get those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Well, I mean, I don't even want to go to the Joe Padula Show page to see our view count, but you got a monetizing of this now. Yeah, 62.8, sure is. I don't think you were lying, but. No, no, no. (laughs) Sure, I said 68. Yeah, but the the, the YouTube started uh, growing. I actually set up the YouTube after I seen the Facebook people migrating to the Facebook page. I said, well, maybe they'll migrate and go look for videos on YouTube because right. I know people make money there. Yeah. So I started posting on YouTube and uh, people just came. And then not just not just people from Facebook. It was new people that are like even now, even now on my, on my YouTube page. I think you know, some months I'll go up ten thousand subscribers a month, and then but it's all it's always five thousand or above. But but you have to keep content coming. You have to keep posting, right? Well, you I mean you, if you want to keep growing, you have to keep. But there's videos that that are still being recommended, right? And you that are old. And same thing with like take the Instagram, okay? You know, which is a uh, little shorter snippets. You know, not your full videos or whatever, what have you. And, and there's a and few on there that's full now. And uh, oh yeah, with because their IGTV, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then, but uh, I mean, look at this uh, with uh, forty-two point five thousand followers, and you get the blue check there with verification. Yeah, that came. You know, Facebook. When I here's why here's how that came about. When Facebook, when I started getting the love on Facebook, Pete, there was a couple of actually this actually happened. There was a couple of fake Facebook accounts come popping up, and people were. And these these pages were messaging or contacting people, and people thought it was me. Right. And so I would get a message on my personal profile, uh-huh. and they would say, "Hey, I'm sorry I couldn't help you in your fundraiser or something." Like that. And I was right. like, "Excuse me." Oh boy. And uh, they were like, "What?" Well, I said, "Can you send me a screenshot of what you've seen?" And, yeah. And then they would send a screenshot, and it was it was somebody saying they were Marty Ray Project. Still happens to this day on on Instagram. There was an account just not too long ago that somebody set up. Said it was Marty Ray Project and copied and pasted my exact description. Uh-huh. And we're messaging people and people were following people and people would message me and they would think, oh, I felt so bad. I thought you followed me and you didn't. And of course, I would then go follow them. Right. The real me would. And I said, please report that page because that's not me. But the way that came about was that I, I, I talked to, I had a, a fan that worked at Facebook that hmm. became a fan of mine. And he and he said, "Hey, I said, does anybody know how to stop this, this spamming or these 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 hackers or what? These these scammers, basically." Yeah. That was one of our first conversations that I've had with you, because uh, when I reached down to you in 2015 to uh, come on the show back then, and, uh, and tell you know tell your story, and you were the you, you told me uh, yes, uh, but where did you see the video from? You asked me where did I see the video from, right? right. Because and then you started explaining about this this craziness of the the copycats out there. Yeah, I and, mean, well, that 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 still happens. There's nothing. You there's can do about still that. the copycats. 
it's not really copycats. It was that what I was talking about there was impersonators. They go people out stealing, scam. Oh, yeah, it's stealing, know. right? You know, I'm could, raising money for the next project. Please donate. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but that they were taking. That was what I was talking about with you. They, they were talking about view counts too. They were they were they were copying your videos too. They were taking my videos. Yes, and they would put repost my videos and not tag me, not say who it was. Anymore. Right, right, right. That still happens today. Yeah, like that, that's the and that's a no no. That's the biggest disgrace you can do is post somebody's video. Anybody. Uh-huh. It, it's okay if you post their video, but if you don't tag them or, or tell people, give credit, that's yeah. that's uh, shameful. Right, right, right. Like, you didn't create that. Uh-huh. You're using somebody, especially if you if you posted, like, the, some of these videos that people were, like Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. Some of these people were posting those videos. They were taking my video, posting it, putting their branding on my video. Interesting. Right, and would get 30 million views on it. Right. And I would contact these people. I'd say, look. I'm going to flag this video because you didn't create this video and you're branding it like you did. Did any any people say, well, screw you, I'm doing it anyway? No, they would take it down. Yeah. Or they would just tag me. But normally I would just say tag my Facebook page right there at the top and we'll be all right. But at that point, it had already ran its course anyway. You're right. It already got 30 million views. Right, the, the first five days, you know? Right. right, right, right. So, but I didn't tell them to take it. I didn't make them take it down. I could have. Yeah. But they, they should, I shouldn't have to do that. I right. shouldn't even have to go through that. If if you create something that's funny, it's hilarious or whatever, unless you sold it to a company like Viral Hog or something, because you know Viral Hog they buy viral videos. Okay. And then you can then go whoever whoever wants to can go pay them the at, for the rights to post that video. Did you know that? No, I did not. That happens all the time when you huh. see Viral Hog. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tagged or Viral Hog in the in the bottom. That's because people will. There's all these big pages that do that. So they Viral do, bought those. Viral Hog bought those videos. Okay. The um, ones that a lot of these people are sharing. They didn't buy my videos. No. Oh. No, they didn't buy none of my videos. I'm saying that you can do that unless that's what you're doing. You should never ever take somebody's video and then not, at the very least, tag them. You should ask first. But you should, unless you're going to share my video, if you just share from my page, that's fine. Well, that's what you want. You want them going to your page, sharing it to theirs. Well, now it's fine if they want to post it. If they got a big page, post it. But if you put Marty, if you tag Marty Ray Project, we're cool. I mean, Bam Margera posted my Ice Ice Baby video. World Star Hip Hop posted it. They, They tagged me. Okay. They they even wrote a World Star Hip Hop even wrote an article <laughs> back then about the the video. I had the video, the video on their Facebook, on their website, said Marty Ray Project. World Star. Yeah. World yeah. Star Hip Hop. World Star. Nice. Posted me. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. just nuts, man. What about TikTok? TikTok. <laughs> yeah, now we got TikTok. TikTok, like I was saying earlier, started as musically. All right. And there was a bunch of people the, sharing the karaoke app. Yeah, they're ba- right. well, not even that. It was lip syncing. Yeah, lip syncing. They weren't even karaoke in. No, I, I, I think you could sing. I, I sung a few songs on there, musically. Well, you might have could sing, but yeah. most of the, th- the things that people were sending me were just them playing my song and lip syncing to it, and I was honored by that. Uh-huh. That's fantastic, but they wanted me to get on the app, and I was like, what for, though? Like, I'm, I'm not going to lip sync to your own stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to lip sync my own song, so this doesn't make sense. So I didn't really, I didn't really see the need of me being on musically at the I, time but i was glad that my songs were i would being, love seeing your lip singing to songs like uh macarena or something <laughs> play it i'll lip sync to it well well we, we got to make sure we get our tiktok uploaded first before <laughs> yeah. we got to make sure we go viral so the i just got on tiktok not too long ago yeah i haven't, uh, I haven't made one post i've been on it for a year not one post i got to figure it out i can't figure it out i don't get it 
We'll have to do one before we leave today. Okay, please. Yes. We're going to make sure we do a TikTok. There we go. At Lawyer Wayne, he's on TikTok. And how, how many uh, how many subscribers or followers? I've got about 3,500. Which is good, right? That's a good start. I think that's good. I don't know. I, and I that, just like and, I said, I'm new. And that's all because he did a video where he cooked a steak in the dishwasher. Did you actually cook it in the dishwasher? I actually did. Did you eat it? He ate it. I ate it. We both ate it. I mean, in the dishwasher. We'll have to show you our t- my TikTok later. I'll have to look at your TikTok. It was actually not a bad Show steak. Show me your TikTok. I mean, I prefer medium rare, but I, you know, it doesn't come out that way. Medium rare. Yeah. Next one, you should do a steak in the dryer. That's that's my next project. Right. It'd be very tender. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I'm flipping all around. But I don't get TikTok. I don't get it. Do well, you- I love TikTok. I just I started. I bra- I embraced it about two months ago, maybe two or three, maybe three. What do you do on there, man? Is I love you. Remember Vine? Yeah, of course. I, I liked Vine. I loved it. I loved it. If you, I love the short. I love the, the the idea of having a short video that you can make somebody laugh in or cry in or yep. whatever in. Yeah. Because it's quick. It's, you don't it's, have to put a lot of production behind you, it. You don't have to put production behind it. These no. videos that I see, there's like there's production. You can. But well, some, some but, but, do that. But an but, amateur with a camera can go just as big as yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. There's a guy who there's a there's this. There's, and they use sound, so if you you could possibly just do the stupidest thing ever, and then your sound be used by millions of videos hmm. because they just they like that sound, and they maybe they're making fun of you, but nonetheless, your sound's still being used. Joe Padula. Right. Now, what about like uh like on TikTok there when you guys do like something with music in the background, somebody else's music? Isn't that a copyright infringement? Like if if we play anything on like Facebook Live, or, or where they'll shut us down because we're using. That's the handy thing about TikTok being owned by a Chinese company. Yeah. They won't. That's right. the short answer to that. Is that what that is? Is that, well, is that how they get away with it? I, I guess. I don't really use. Well, I, I, I don't think I've used anybody else's. Like all those music. Old Town Road uh, videos that, uh, that I saw on TikTok that were blowing up. I, I'm, I'm like saying, how are they able to use this guy's music and not get shut down? Well, you're not going to get him to uh, be mad about that because that's the only reason anybody knows his name. Yeah, it's the truth. The truth. Uh, there's, that's the thing about TikTok is it, now it is an actual. The labels actually are, are, are. That's why you have all these famous people. Here's the thing I hate about it, and you can attest for this. The minute that something, the minute that people like Larry here, who was on it from the start, Lawyer Wayne, Lawyer Wayne, Larry. Why do I say Larry? I'm not, I get called that a lot. Can hey. I call you Larry? L- lawyer Wayne lawyer turns Larry. into Larry. Lawyer Larry. I like Larry. It. Larry. The thing about it, Lawyer Wayne here being one of the, he was on there from the start of TikTok. He's so, one of the OGs. Yeah. Right. People like him built this app up to where it got to a respected level of other people like artists wanting to use it. It started as a fun thing, like, kind of like YouTube started as broadcast yourself. There was no money to be made. There was nothing. You were just, it was just a normal, you wanted to broadcast yourself to the world. YouTube was the place to do it. Back when they didn't regulate you either. There was nothing they did. There was nothing. It was just two guys or whatever that created a a site where you could then upload and everybody could see it essentially. Right. Right? And so that's what TikTok was at first. And then now because TikTok doesn't, that's what I hate about all these social medias. Now you got these famous people that don't need TikTok. Right, they don't need TikTok. Right, they come to TikTok. Like Dwayne the Rock Johnson doesn't I, need TikTok. That's right. right. He doesn't need it at all. But I tell you what happens. I believe hundred percent this happens. I don't know this for a fact, but I believe it. TikTok reaches out to these famous people and invites them into TikTok. Yes. And then when they invite them in, they promote their TikTok. You on the four. It's called a for you page. When you go to the for you, you see Will Smith, 
Rock, Howie Mandel, all Megan Trainer, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, right, right. See all these people, and it just ticks me off because people like uh, Larry here, like Lawyer Larry, <laughs> he didn't, uh, he didn't uh, get his, did get he, they ain't promoting him on for you, right? And he's part of the, he's one of the core groups that made it where Kevin Hart even wanted to be on there. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't talking about me because I just got on there, so. And I would, if they invite me out to TikTok, I'm going. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that, too, because uh, w- with the, the broadcast and then each each show we, we send up to the podcast sites, all the podcast sites are What's dom- the podcast called? Uh, the, the Joe Padula Show. Okay. And Is it available on Apple Podcasts? Apple, Spotify? yeah. Spotify. Stitcher. Stitcher, all, all of them. That. Yeah, iHeart. We're on iHeart now, which is great, yeah. Nice. So, but, uh, but the ones who really get the big pushes and the promotions... Uh, the people who are big already, famous people who then became podcasters. The people that don't need it. Right. Like, like take uh, the, the, the Johnny Carson of podcasts, okay? Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. right? He was famous before he did the podcast. Yeah. You know? Well, a lot of he these, was, but not, real, not as famous as he was after the podcast. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Well, UFC, I believe, really helped him because he, he brought in that UFC audience to his podcast, which made it blow up. I think when he first started... The podcast, I don't think UFC was as big, anywhere near as big as it is now. And I'm, I'm with you. That is yeah. true. He was already famous. He actually was from a show. Fear Factor back in the day. Stand Fear up, Factor. Yep, and then before stand that, up, it was like news radio or something. He was a stand-up yep. comedian, too. Fantastic comedian. Yeah. You know, with jokes I guess you can't do nowadays, which I think is changing. I think, think? Yeah, I think so. Thanks to like people like Dave Chappelle. Okay, uh, Ricky Gervais, how how he handled the Golden Globes. I love that, man. Oh, that and was even brilliant. though even though I'd like to think that man, they he got them, but they approved the whole right the whole script right. So it wasn't like he they didn't know it, but I thought it was still good that he was allowed to say it. Absolutely. But yeah, that's that's what you're saying. You're like even on Apple and, but you know my whole career actually started with a podcast. Yeah, I say that in my intro, before I ever. Well, I say, I say I, this was after Speckled Bird and and uh, Fat Girl, right? Uh-huh. After those two songs, I had really just given up on trying to be a musician. I wanted to be in radio, right? And I couldn't get in radio, terrestrial radio. That uh-huh. was hard to break into. So I said, "Well, there's these podcasts." This was like, I, this was a long time ago, 2008. Yeah, I remember. It, like, I, 2007, I, 2006, 2008. That time frame. I had a radio, a podcast show called Mim Nash Radio. Yeah. And ended up getting, this was a funny story, quickly. My cousin contacted me. He lived an hour or two away. And he said, I want to do a podcast. And I said, okay. Well, I said, I'll get all the equipment. You come and let's do it. So he, he drives down for the first show. I get all the equipment. I set everything up. I figure out how to do this thing, how to upload it. We, get, we do the first episode. We get, we get a guest in. I did everything. He talks a little bit. And then after the show, I I just met, I had just had not when I say met, I mean a meet and greet type thing right, with with Darius Rucker, and nice. me and Darius Rucker, he gave me hoodie hoodie in the middle of his yeah, so he signed a couple of, of photos like they do, you know, when you get a meet and greet. Sure. And so I had mine, and I gave my cousin one because he collected autographs, and he said, "Wouldn't it be something if someday we got him on a show?" And I said, "I said that that could happen, that could happen in two weeks, mm-hmm. no, no problem." He goes, yeah, right. Hmm. Well, it ended up happening in like three weeks. I got Darius Rucker on the show. Nice. Just from Twitter. That's Right. Isn't that crazy? But just by reaching out. Hey. Just by reaching out. to He follows me to this day. On, on I, I had his number for years, 
but he must have changed it because I called him too much. And it's amazing <laughs> as a uh, as a broadcaster, okay, uh, you know that 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 does the radio. That's been in the radio now for since 2013, actually 2012, but uh, but nonetheless, we we had a disdain for for podcasting. Really? No, they hated them. Right, like you're not a broadcaster. That's right. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, but now look at it. It's where it's, it's all going. Over. It's where, and the only problem is, though, still, is it, the market is flooded with crap. Still, that's true. You know what I mean? But and, that, but that doesn't make it. That doesn't make it. It's it's a it's a slippery slope right. because while everybody can be a podcaster, everybody and anybody, right? It makes you work harder to stand out. It's like Sam Walton. Right. Sam Walton said, "I don't care how much competition comes, I'll always beat it." Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I must adapt all the time. Anybody can anybody can put out a YouTube video and stuff. It's a matter of what's the quality of it. Is people going to you know anybody can post a Facebook video. Anybody can make a TikTok. That's right. But the question is, is it something that people are going to enjoy? If they're going to want like it. That's right. And you will have times when you there will always be those times when you put your heart and soul into something and it doesn't do like you thought it should. Oh do. yeah. And you got to keep going. You just got to keep. You got to keep and going. You make some video with a steak and it just you know you get four hundred thousand views. That's right. That's right. Or you could make a. A video about uh, you know uh, a beard right all about that beard you didn't right. think when i assume you didn't think at all man i'm gonna put out this 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 video doing ice ice baby and it's gonna you know end, end up with me you know opening for or playing with uh you know vanilla ice i'll I tell mean, you the, hope the but, exact post yeah well, it was like three o'clock in the morning and on because I, I was trying to be consistent that's the best time to do it. With he my post. He knows what he's doing. Uh-huh. And, no, I didn't know. I didn't know anything <laughs> just at got the lucky. time. It's just 3 o'clock. But 3 o'clock is a, is a great time to post. Is that true? 3 in the morning. Yeah. Who says that? You know, it's, it's become standard. Well, then that's not the good time then. That means you're competing with everybody. Oh. Everybody knows that. There, there he goes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to not compete with the big dogs. No, like, I hear that's, you. That's what I know. So I hear you. I, know, I look for times that everybody's posting. Try to post the opposite of that. Because okay. Because if everybody's posting it. Three, as y'all say, then you don't want to post at three because guess what? You're not going to be seen because they're going to be per- promoting and recommending everybody else's. YouTube. I like I like that way of thinking. People. I like it's that. It's no longer three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I don't know. I didn't. Have, I've never heard the three. So you uploaded at three o'clock, three a.m. At three a.m. on Facebook on my personal page, uh-huh. and even in the even in the original, it said in the original description said, "I'm trying to be consistent. I haven't uploaded in a while." This is the way I've been doing, messing around with vanilla with Ice Ice Baby for a while. Maybe y'all like it. If you don't, it's just another video, right? Uh, if not, wait for the next one. You know that type of thing. So and then, I, and then the comments started coming in. This is better than the original. I didn't I, even I, notice this, them this, at first. This is my favorite version of all time. I mean, I remember reading the comments. It took it, off like, like boom, like, like fire, man. Right. And you you don't really understand the magnitude of Ice Ice Baby, the actual song. It's it's quite possibly the biggest song in the world. It, it could be one of the most popular songs ever or the most well-known. Well, I mean, that's that's what you did. I mean, that, that song itself, I'm right? talking about the actual song with, with Vanilla Ice, right? Well, and that's that's why I like how you brought it to the to the surface because the beat, there was no beat. There was no distraction noise or anything like that. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, commercialized music. It was just... You and the lyrics, and you listen to the lyrics. Here, let me get this going for you. Let me put this on. Here we go. Let's let's do this. Let's have a little fun with this nonsense right here. Come on, this freaking technology. I'm gonna. I need a new computer. All right, here we go. No, that's not me. Here. Oh. 
then Ice is back with my brand new invention Something grabs her older me tightly Flowing like an awful daily and nightly Will it ever stop, y'all? The funny thing is, is during this video I'm actually trying to smile Uh-huh Because I have the tendency to not smile at all when I'm singing right? Okay It's all So I was literally forcing myself to actually smile Because this was supposed to be a happy video that's that's not really I'm not really just sitting there just full of joy. That was actually probably the fourth take right. of that because I would miss a chord or or I would uh screw up a lyric, or, a lyric. Yeah. Right? People don't realize that. They think that they look at that and they go, Oh, it's one take, but a lot of times it's not because I'm not the best guitar player. And at that time I was just now learning how to play the guitar. Uh huh. I didn't I wasn't as even as good as I am now. I've read comments where people put that uh, this song brought me to tears. I know. Isn't that crazy? Why? Why do you think? Why do you think it brought them to tears? I'll do you one even better than that. Okay. This, was, this, is, this is a very honorable thing. This has happened several times. People will message me and they'll say, I was going to kill myself. Hmm. And your song, Ice Ice Baby, came on. And I didn't do it. And I was like, Really? Like, what an honor. Like, thank you, God. Thank Jesus for, for giving me the ability and the wherewithal to go ahead and do that song at, that, at 3 o'clock in the morning so that you, if, if, if all I ever did was just kept you from killing yourself, that's amazing to me. Reaches that guy at the right time. He remembers all those good time memories listening to Ice House Baby back in the day and says, you know what? I do have something to live for. Vanilla Ice. Unreal. Vanilla Ice. Hey, Unreal. I'm telling you, man, if it... That's happened not not just with Vanilla Ice, but with several songs. And and I'm not just tooting my own horn. I'm not just I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying that means more to me than any any amount of numbers that I could get. Sure. You well, know what I'm saying. Well, you bring up uh, you bring up Jesus, right? You bring up Christ. I I, I noticed uh, your tagline is God, family, music. Right. Right. In that order, you know, God. That exact first. order. God first, family second, your music third. Right. It has, should be that way with everybody. Well, the, the there's people out there, and, uh, and you know, music is your passion, right? Yeah, one of them. You know, but uh, but it is third in the line. Whereas as people, it like take uh, take me in broadcasting, all right? And I'm finally figuring out that uh, the man upstairs comes first. And that, and, but I still struggle with taking my focus, less focus on this and more focus on... On him, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. Right. You know what I mean? When did when were you able to figure that out? Well, I was raised in church. I was raised in a Pentecostal church. You know what a Pentecostal church is? Spe- speaking in languages? Speaking tongues. I still speak in tongues. I speak. I believe 100% in that. Well, I mean, that, the Bible. that came when, uh, let's Day see, Lawyer Wayne, if, if, if I pass the Bible study test here, okay? So, uh, the apostles, this is after, uh, you know, uh, Christ has, uh, has risen and the whole bit. And uh, the apostles, they go into Jerusalem uh, during the, uh, the Pentecost, mm-hmm. where uh, all, these, uh, uh, all, the, all the Hebrews or the Jewish people from around the world were coming to Jerusalem, and they all spoke different languages. And the, uh, the, the fire in the sky said, speak. And all the apostles spoke in all the different languages so everyone could understand. Is that accurate? That's, that's the way that scripture goes. Okay. Yeah. We that's get to- close to it. That's a... So Joe Padula yeah, spin on it. I like it. I want to do a new segment called the Book of Brooklyn. But if you want to know where it began, the, whole, the the speaking in tongues, Jesus actually breathed the Holy Ghost into 
the disciples. That's right. Uh, before he was uh, actually crucified. The Holy Spirit is we, in you. We had that chapter right. in Bible study last week. Yeah. Did you? Yes, yeah. Did. <laughs> okay. We do Bible study every every Wednesday here at Up and Smoke, actually. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Up and Smoke. See, that's something that my what I grew up in would never do. Oh, yes. Because they didn't. Pentecost don't. They don't believe in. Uh, they didn't used to. I don't know what they do now. I, I still consider myself uh, a Pentecostal, but not really. I don't really. I don't really go to a Pentecostal church, you know, but right. uh, I still believe the the basic things. I believe in dancing like David, you know. I believe in that. I believe in having the passion and sing and, and praying in the spirit. I believe in all those things. I believe in healing. I believe in miracles. I've seen those things happen, so I believe in all those things like that. Then that all comes from my raising, and uh, but they didn't believe that you should even get on the platform and sing or have a beard hmm. oh yeah. yeah i went to lee university which is a pentecostal college uh down in cleveland tennessee okay and you know I, i'm the uh you know, the rules that they used to have just even a few years before i started going there you know it, it was controversial whether you should be allowed to drink coca-cola at one point so, yeah we couldn't have we weren't supposed to have tv makeup on women no tv which you know it wouldn't hurt you to not have a tv let me put it that way but I mean, it's not gonna send you to hell, but my I there's still some, no smoking, no no drinking at, at the school when I went to there. There's that's still the case. There's and no, I'm not Pentecostal, but I went. To Pentecostal. Yeah, well, I still don't drink or smoke. Yeah. You know that from that I, I don't I don't uh, anything anything like that. I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and tell anybody you're going to hell for it. But you, it's just like you don't want to harm. If if you if you put anything else to harm your temple, this is a temple. Like I'm fat, so people can say, well, you're fat, so you're harming your temple with food, which is true. Which is a problem, right? Okay. So there's nothing. There's. I'm not doing anything, any worse than somebody that would be drinking, but you can because it's like some people don't drink and they don't get drunk. But I'm not. I'm not saying that any that, that that's a sin. I'm saying that we all should be pertaining. We should be taking care of our own temple because Jesus said that we are the temple. That's right. I hear so, you. I, I got to cut back on the cigars and definitely the wine. Oh, my God. I, mean, I don't know if you even inhale a cigar. I waff them. I yeah. waff it, yeah. I don't know what that means. Just in the mouth. You, mean you just... You don't inhale. Yeah, you don't yeah. inhale it. Mm-mm. That's true. Yeah. I don't think people inhale cigars. Do people inhale cigars at all? Only crazy people. Yeah. Wouldn't it, wouldn't, that, that, it? This is like as much tobacco as a pack of cigarettes. You can't inhale that. You yeah, can't I know. You sip it in like a milkshake, you spit it right back out. That's right. Yeah. I used to smoke cigars. That's the only thing I ever really, but I didn't inhale it, so I don't really know if that's considered smoking. Anyone so ever uh, with, your, with, uh, with your faith, you know, uh, they, they uh, lose business from it or uh, uh, made someone uncomfortable or? Oh, when I came out with uh, All About That Beard, yeah, had a lot of uh, old people from the church that, that I grew up in and stuff and they were like, oh, yeah, okay, you're going to put a video up where it's showing a uh, – because, you know, there's a part in there. It's just like some of the content right. was just funny. It wasn't it wasn't bad content. But they were just attacking me, and I, and I just said, okay, hey, whatever. Whatever you want to believe. Like, I've been attacked my whole life for growing a beard off and on, hmm. you know, by, and I always thought that was so foolish. But I'm thankful for it because here what it did – it caused me to fall in love with the word, the actual word of God, because uh, my family who were pastors, they said, well, you can't have that beard. You know, that's a sin. And I said, why? Show me where it's a sin. And they couldn't. So I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you where it ain't. And I, so I started d- taking a deep dive 
into the word and found things like in Leviticus where it says, don't mar your beard at all. Don't, don't cut the corners of your head. So it's like, if anybody had a leg to stand on, it was me. And I told them, I said, look, the Jewish people look, look to their beard as sometimes even greater than life. It's just as important as life itself. They don't touch their beard at all. Why would they even and say the, the beard? Man, you're Jewish, right? I'm Messianic. But yeah. Yeah, but were you, are you actually Jewish race? Are you a Hebrew in Actually, race? no, there's two ways to become Messianic Jewish. Uh, one uh, common path is to be raised Jewish and then, and then become a Christian. Right. The other is to be raised as Christian and then become Messianic Jewish. That's the, that was the path that, I, that my family took. So I wasn't raised that way. I didn't become that way until I was around 14, 15. I'd and, never heard uh, of that. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, I didn't know that. But the beard, the, 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 the way of eating and that kind of stuff. So adopting it later in life, you're right. The uh, those I'm familiar with the the scripture you quoted, and you know we talk we we have these debates about whether you it's wrong to shave, right? What about um, manscape? Is it okay to manscape? I think the Bible says everyone should do that. Yes. All right, good. We're, I think all we're right, all in agreement. We're doing okay that. then. <laughs> we're doing all right. But anyways, I don't. But I don't condemn anybody as far as uh, what they do. But I will. If somebody comes to me and they ask me about it uh, for my opinion, I'm going to give them yeah. my opinion. You want to know from why, the word. why why you do a certain thing, you're happy to explain that. But I'm not one of these people that thinks, well, what's true for you is true for you and what's true for me is true for me. I don't believe that either. I believe that the Bible is specific and it relates to everybody the mm-hmm. same. I don't believe that that one thing in there if, if Jesus said that one thing's a sin, then it, it, it applies to some people but don't apply to others. I don't believe that either. Right. So let's just be, I'm going to be clear because some people say, well, what's true for you is true for you. And what's true for me? Well, if that's the case, then I should then I should just be like, okay, well, if your truth is you, you're a Buddhist, then okay, you're a Buddhist. What's your, uh, what's your answer to those out there that go, uh, it's just a bunch of fairy tales? You know, uh, Jonah and the whale, there's no way that could happen. Uh, uh, David and Goliath, it's an exaggerated uh, uh, fairy tale. Well, I'll, I'll, I just had this discussion with a friend of mine who is an atheist, right? I have friends that are atheists and, yeah. and everything you can think of because uh, I'm friends with everybody. We're, we're not supposed to not be friends with them. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's one of the things that my church back when I was growing up didn't realize. The Good Samaritan, who's your neighbor, everyone. Right? Yeah, I was, they didn't, they didn't want to go to the people Good and save Samaritan. them. You know what I mean? But anyway... I just had this conversation, not about the Jonah and the well, but about, they, they said, well, how do you know without, without scientific proof that Jesus is real, that any of that's real? I said, well, I'll tell you how I know. I said, because I speak in a language I can't understand, and I can't, I'm not making it up. Hmm. I don't know these words, right? And I said, ultimately, after, other than that, I said, this is a truth. And people can believe this or not. I don't really care if they do. I can't make them believe that this happened, and that's happened many times since. The Bible, Jesus said that we, he, he commanded us to do a simple, very simple thing. He said, go preach the word, tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, cast out devils, and raise the dead. That's what he said do. You, you know the scripture? So far, yeah, dragon. You know it? Yeah. Right. That was a commandment to the disciples, and he told the disciples, go and make disciples. So that's our job. That's our main job. So make the fisher of men, absolutely. Right, there's right. no higher purpose until you get that down. When you get that down, then he'll call you beyond, above that, right? No, no, he won't lay a greater burden on you than you can bear. That's what that means. When you get the, the simplicities of the word d- down, then I will see that I can trust you with more responsibility. Hmm. You see? 
So then, but, but most people don't, even, some people don't even believe in healing anymore. So I told him, I said, well, let me tell you how I know 100% that there is a God because I, I know his word and I believe his word when he said we could heal all manner of sickness and disease. I believe that 100%, no question about it. And I said, let me tell you how I know it, though, scientifically. I said, but you have to believe me who is a man just like you would believe the scientist that is a man. I said, you have to choose who you believe. I said, so I'm going to tell you my truth, and they can tell you what they, what they believe, and you can choose who you believe. I said, Here's, this is what happened. I said, years ago, I was driving a tow truck, and there was a man sitting in the tow truck. I was a long haul, so it was about an hour and a 15-minute wrecker ride. And I got to talking to this guy, and he told me uh, he, was, he seemed very distraught. He seemed like he was in pain, and he was nervous and scared. And, and we were talking, and I was, being, I, you know, I was trying to make him laugh and lift his spirit up. And then finally he gets around to telling me that he's got a tumor on his back. It's visible. You could see the tumor, like, bulging out of his, his spine. Did you touch it? No, I did. I, I, said, I said, hey. I said, you believe that Jesus is the healer? He said, he said, yeah. I said, well, Jesus said, we are healers. I said, can I pray for your back? He said, he said, please do, man. And I laid my hand over that tumor, just like this, covered it. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go right now, all the way, as in heaven, so below. And I raised my hand, and that tumor was gone, 100%. No, no. The guy's sitting there, 100%. Guy's feeling around. He's, he's going, he's going, man. Man, I, I did say I believed in healing, but I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> no. Right. And I was like, bro, I said, that's Jesus, man. He loves you. He said, that, that, he said, he said if you believe it, you can receive it. Anything you, you ask in prayer, you will have. He also said you can move any mountain. Nothing is impossible. People forget that he said nothing is impossible to you. Not just the mountain. If, as, if, as if moving a mountain wasn't big enough, Jesus went a first, step further and said, nothing is impossible. See what I'm saying? Right. Yep. He said, just in case you're not getting this, you can command a mountain to move, but also, just so it's clear, nothing is impossible unto you. You know what I can't stand, though? It's not that I can't stand, because uh, agape, uh, you know, unconditional love no matter what. But it's uh, those, okay, so you have a faith. Somebody doesn't agree with your faith. And... It is like almost their job or their mission is to um, prove your faith wrong, prove you wrong. You know, you, wh- why are you not like me? You should, you know, and, and, and they bash you in so many different ways. Or, I think that people ha- should do that. I, think, I don't think they should bash anybody. Uh-huh. I don't think anybody should ever bash anybody. But I do think that you should defend your faith. Meaning, if they believe that there is no God, they better defend it or they don't really believe it. So that's why when people say, well, you believe that Jesus is real, don't try to tell me about it. Well, if I don't, then I don't really believe it, apparently, because I don't want you to go to hell. If I believe there's a hell, I don't want you to go there. It's like when people uh, argue politics, okay? You know, a Democrat and a Republican, okay? They go at it, right? And especially the, these kids today, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, dem- a Democratic Socialist, right? All right, what is that? Explain that. And they don't know. They don't know. Okay, same thing with a, with a Christian. Okay. Well, I'm a Christian. Why is that? A Christian? You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. You know, because... You, you go to the... Because the I, Billies, I believe. Because <laughs> uh, it's my faith. Yeah. And then they have no idea what they're talking about because they, they didn't study any books. They didn't, they didn't read anything. You know, it's the same thing. If you want to start arguing politics, you better read some books. Well, I would say 
be like me and don't even worry about politics because I don't worry about it. I don't. I don't look into politics. I hate that Christianity that Jesus is tied into politics. Uh huh. I hate that as I don't like the fact that he was that he's always that Christianity is a part of politics now. Like it's just like uh, when I was talking to my buddy, he said, "Well, anytime the, uh, somebody's running for president, they all they got to do is say they're Christian or say something, and next thing you know, their their polls go up." I said, "Well, they all do that though." They all hmm. said, because this is, a, this is a, a Christian country for the most part. Right, right. Like I said, so they all, I said Democrat and Republican, they all say they're Christians, right? Nobody's ever come out and said they weren't a Christian that I know of. Hmm. Have you? No, no. I, uh, every, uh, every, every, all 45 presidents of, uh, yeah, yeah. Christianity. I think they've all said that. Right. Whether they really are or not, I don't know. But I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I mean, I care about their soul, but I don't care. So much. I wish the only time I said this all the time, the only time I'll ever believe that politics, that the government is changing is if an independent wins the the election, like a complete independent that has no party lines at all. They they voted in because of their morals. And that's it. The, the whole country votes for their morals and their policies and not because they're Democrat or Republican. But that'll never happen because you never see them even make it to where you're voting for this guy or this guy. It's Democrat, Republican or Maybe an independence down here, but they're not. They're not on TV. They're not advertised. They're not invited to debates. You see. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever get rid of the the labels of the R or the D, you know, or a political party. I just don't think that's. A, I think that's just part of the process now. And uh, but I, I hear what you're saying because you want to know what their policy is. You don't want to just assume what their policy is just because of their letter next to their name. Right. You, you know, some people don't. They won't even speak the truth of what they feel. Because they're they have the backing of a Republican Party or a Democratic Party. And to be honest with you, I mean, I go in a booth, boom, I see a whole bunch of uh, letters. I'm going down that letter. I don't even know some of these people's names. I know you are. You know that, what I that's mean? That's a lot of people. Right. And, and, but it and, shouldn't and, be. It's laziness. It's laziness not doing your homework. But at the same time, uh, I get it. People got jobs. People got things to do. But at the same time, it's very important. It's very important to study, you know, wh- whether it's religion whether it's a po- uh, politics, okay, know what you're what you're what you're for, and I think there's a big lack of that now. I have voted uh, once and looked for every independent, uh huh, and didn't know no, anything about them. I just voted for them because they were independent. I've done that before. Right. I and, and I just don't think we should be voting like that. We, we shouldn't. Right. We, no matter what. But, vote informed. You know. But I just feel I feel torn when I or I feel bad when I when I vote. Just for a, po- a, a party, yeah, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel like, man, I'm I'm brainwashed here. And then another thing, though, uh, like to take the celebrities who who want to spout their 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 political beliefs on you, like like uh, take these award ceremonies. Enough, yeah, enough. I, it makes me not want to watch them. Isn't that what Ricky Gervais was yeah, talking about? Th- yeah, that's exactly what he was going after. Well, the thing is, they're not changing anything. They're not they're not getting up there. And, they might get get to have a mouthpiece for themselves, but the, the, no, the only people that are listening to them and saying, "Oh yeah, hurrah, hurrah!" Choir are are the right. people. Yeah, the people that already believe that way. Right. So it doesn't matter if I if I'm if I'm in their camp, then I'm cheering for them. If I'm not, then I just I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cheering for them. So mm. it doesn't. I don't see what it accomplishes. Yeah, understood. Mike. They proved that it didn't accomplish anything. Apparently. Because they were all coming out against uh, Trump, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. M- majority of them. Uh, and, and don't forget, uh, you know, just uh, 
10, uh, 10, 15 years ago, they were all about him with their show, you know, The Apprentice. That's right. Right. I mean, yeah. right. It's weird. It's weird. Even there's some rappers that talk about um, how they how he was mentioned in all their, all their songs before yeah. he was president or something. And like I said, I'm not a Republican or Democrat, but there's something, something peculiar about the the way that he's treated now that he's president right. as opposed to how he was beforehand. Beforehand, he was a, a legend that everybody wanted to be. Now he's the most hated man in, in the country. Well, if uh, you read uh, Isaiah 45, it might bring some uh, some prophecy to you. Who knows? But uh, we'll, we'll talk. Cyrus. Cyrus. Very. Yeah. Oh, he does know. That's yeah. good. Yeah, the uh, I got a I got a prophecy coming on the show on Wednesday. A prophet. You got a prophecy a prophet, or a, a, prophet? a the prophet? The prophecy's just gonna come yeah. in. And... Oh, they're coming in. Prophecies. <laughs> prophecy Wednesdays. Prophecy Wednesday. It's just going to be a prophecy in here. Mark Taylor is uh, is the guy. He's a uh, retired firefighter, and uh, he's yeah. made made tons of predictions that have uh, come to fruition. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he's on the show That's on cool. Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. I should have came that day. Come Wednesday. Well, this Wednesday. Yeah. I might come back. I, I need to hear some of this firsthand. All right. Now this song "Hallelujah" that's playing right here. Yeah, let's get out of politics. Well, it goes like this: the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing hallelujah. All right, let's, let's pause it right there for a second. Hallelujah. All right, so the, the lyrics right there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, you know Leonard Leonard Cohen when he's writing the song or whatever. Okay. Uh, and from what I understand, there was so many verses. That, 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 that were taken out and and you know what we now know the most popular version is the that jeff buckley version mm-hmm. from the 90s and then he died nearby here actually in it's the one Memphis. from shrek right yeah and then shrek uh, just no, blew shrek it up did too. Rufus. that was rufus uh, wainwright okay yeah that did the shrek one my favorite is jeff buckley though yeah, of course he's the one that that got that came up with this melody but right mm-hmm because the leonard cohen one it's just a little and if you've seen the movie watchmen that's the leonard code version the original yeah. one right but, uh, but, yeah, so he starts off singing about David, right? Young David, right? Because, uh, you know, David's harped a whole bit. Who's he singing to? Who's David Who's David playing for? Well, he tells you in the song, what is his opinion. The baffled king is David. It's not. It's not. A, it's not a Christian song. If that's what you. Think. No, that, that that that's what I'm trying to. Well, why is he using the biblical references then? I think that because I think Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen was Jewish. Yeah, I don't think he. I think, but I think he was battling with. With whether well, he believed in God or not, because it, one of those verses is. Uh, um, well, none, nonetheless, these stories are also in the Torah, correct? Right. That's true. Right, yeah, no, you know, which is yeah. because the uh, then, then Samson, you know, is mentioned, or it's a combination of Samson. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually combining, uh, you know. Uh, he's weaving a lot of biblical things. Right. He's definitely weaving a pattern, but at the one of the verses says, uh, uh, "I changed the verse," but I'm trying to figure out how he said it again. Because uh, I say. Well, I know that there is a God above, mm-hmm. but all I've ever learned from love, 
But he says something else. I can't remember what he said now. What does he say? See, that, on, on this one, uh, hold on, I'll pull up the lyrics. Yeah, because that's a telltale sign of what he was dealing with. Hmm. See, this one, he combines David with, you know, Bathsheba, you know, uh, on the on the roof there bathing. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into Delilah cut, cutting the hair of Samson. So, so I think what you're thinking of is the verse where he says, maybe there's a God above. Maybe, that's it. But maybe all I've ever learned from love was how to shoot someone who outdrew you. Mm-hmm. So true, too, huh? So he's saying that he don't he don't know. He's saying maybe there is a God. And maybe that's why he's even interweaving these stories. You know, yeah, hey, he's, he, he's to, confused. I think the whole time that he is, he's placing himself in these Bible characters, uh, in these in these men's uh, stories. I think that he is David in that in that verse, and he is Samson, and he's the gunslinger. Hmm. I think that's yeah. what's happening. I think it's a very spiritual song, but I don't. It's not a Christian song. I don't think. I don't think it is either. And yeah. uh, but I think people think it is. Everybody thinks it is. They really. I don't know. I, don't, I, I tell them it's not all the time. Walk this room I walk this floor. You know I used to live alone before I knew you. See, I could see where you could date me. I, I used to live alone before I knew you. And the Christ always with you. So right there, you can relate that to you can relate that to Jesus' sacrifice, right? Love is not a victory march. So think about Jesus. He loved us so much. He went through all that. He he got beaten, spat in his face, and. Mm-hmm cursed and, and just the worst of worst got happened to him and that's because he love loved it's not a victory march right it's a cold and a and a whatever the word is cold and brutal hallelujah see i interpret that uh, that one love is not a victory march okay it's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah you know uh you know hallelujah which uh Definition transitioned uh, means praise to the Lord. Praise to the, the Lord. Highest praise. Right, right. Yep. You know, uh, you know, even in the darkest moments, what are you saying? Hallelujah, which I think we say it more more in the dark moments than the good times. You know, but uh, that, that that's a self problem, maybe. Yeah. Now, like your faith, okay? Boom, you, you do take off. You, you get all this recognition. You, you people know you. You walk around. Your integrity get. Uh, Stronger or, or maybe a couple of mistakes along the way? Well, I would yeah. be a, a fool to say I haven't made mistakes. Uh-huh. Like who, who would I be if I said, no, I haven't made any mistakes? What were some of the mistakes? There could be mistakes. Um, I mean. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> lawyer Wayne. Lawyer? <laughs> lawyer Larry? Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, no, Just... so the mistakes that I've made are more internal i've never been as far as externally if you mean making a mistake with women or with with right with drugs or something that's never happened to me um then, i'm strong in that regard but it's internal that happens with me meaning uh bitterness okay and yeah jealousy and things like that right pride pride yeah right? where you start thinking you're somebody yeah like maybe i am somebody you know and then you start forgetting your core values that you had always said that but it, quickly you god shakes you like a child and the bible says 
who the Father loveth, he chastises. So I'm thankful that he does chastise me because that proves that he loves me. Right? Huh. I'm thankful that I'm really his. That's how you know that you're really his son is when he's setting you straight. So I've been set straight before. And it doesn't, it's not like I go years in, in, in a bitter state. But it's like bitterness meaning things like, uh, for instance, I started gaining fans uh, a long time ago, right? And uh, at this point, it seems like a long time. I don't know how, how many years it was. But things will come up like, for instance, Chris Stapleton, right? Right. He comes out. He's Now, he's been writing songs longer than me. Yeah, with but the steel nobody, drivers. Nobody really knew him. They, nobody, nobody, Nowhere near the amount of people that knew me, right, when he was with the steel drivers. right? I had more, more of an online presence than yeah. Chris Stapleton did. You did. Well, then, next huh. thing you know, Chris Stapleton does Tennessee Whiskey, and I'm starting to get people... At that time, people were coming, messaging me, saying, hey, you remind me of Chris Stapleton. Uh-huh. And I said, no, he, he reminds you of me. <laughs> right. right. So right. That was, that, that, those type of things would come up and make me feel uh, guilty that I thought that way. I should, And so I would ask for forgiveness, and I would say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry that uh, there was bitterness toward. For a long time, I wouldn't even listen to his music. Because of that, I said, man, I don't want to hear his music. And he's, it, I don't even know the guy. I never right. Ever met him? I'm sure he's a, a pleasant human. We had him on the show. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, 2013. Yeah. What was that? 2013. He was still with the Steel Drivers. Yeah, he, that was back when he. Mm-hmm. That was before anybody really knew him. He was coming through. He was playing in Clarksville, and it was fantastic. And he yeah. had a. Uh, uh, well, we didn't want to say anything, but we we were kind of having this conversation. But he picked up on it pretty good. That uh, he had. We we didn't know if it was a. Uh, it was a Lido, uh, a Frito Lay, or a leaf that was in his beard, <laughs> right? So he he bite he he takes it? it and he eats it and he goes, well, it's not a Frito Lay. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that episode available to hear? Yeah, it is. I'll send I gotta it to you. To that. Yep, 2013, November 12th. I want to say, yeah. So it was years. That was years before he actually mm-hmm. did Tennessee Whiskey and right. came out and did yeah. a, the Grammys with Justin Timberlake, uh-huh. which is what really catapulted uh, him. Oh, forget about it. But my point is, I'm not bitter at him anymore. Right. I'm saying with those type of feelings, internal things yeah. is what I've dealt with. And, it, and it's going to happen again, I'm sure. Right? It already has. But, right. but I'd have, I don't deal with, I'm better at, that's what, that's what, that's what the stuff's for. Right. You, that's what your trials are for. The other day I was reading uh, the story of David and Goliath again. Right. And I never noticed this before. There was a... Uh, he, they, when he talks about it, he, he went and picked the stones. He picked smooth stones. It, it specifically used that adjective, smooth stones. Uh-huh. I was like, why does it say smooth stones? Like, it, it makes a point to let us know that. And I said, and then it was like I had this epiphany. And I said, oh, well, maybe maybe the, the, the brook that he got them from, the water was, was the, the stones were representative of us. And the water was the trials hmm. that knocks the rough edges off. Hmm. And then so we can be smooth stones so that when, when we need to fight a spiritual battle, a giant or whatever for ourselves or others, then we, are, we, we come out of that sling like yeah. a rocket and we kill those giants. Right? More our dynamic. Smooth stones. Nothing holding us back. That's right. Right. Understood. So, huh, interesting. That's what's happening with me as I go along this journey is I, the internal things that I deal with, they keep getting knocked off. Right? Yeah. They keep getting knocked off. I want to be at a place... And I am at this, I feel like I'm there now, but I, you know, who knows what's to come? I don't know. But I feel like every time now that I see someone in any way, even if somebody says, Hey, you remind me of this person, I'm happy about that person. 
I'm happy for their success. I, I I'm glad that I'm glad that those people thought of me when they heard them. Right. Right. So mm. it's different now than it was then. But for a while, it it it, it you know it creeps its ugly head in your internal mind every now and then but but it doesn't with me at this at this moment so instead there's a of, new kid named teddy swims okay right whoever doesn't know him go look him up he's great and uh he came out just like he just came out started doing cover videos two months ago or something not long ago and he just blew up he's bigger than me now right way uh -huh. bigger than i than, than i'll probably ever be i don't know but people always send me things of him and say you remind me of wow. teddy swims right right this is a young kid right not only am I older than him, I was on the line before him, but I'm not bitter about it. But, I, like I'm giving him a shout out right now. And years ago, you would have been. Years years ago, I would have I would have been like, well, I would have told them what, in the message. I'd have said, hey, no, he reminds you of me. And that's because of faith. That's all because of faith. Okay. That's what that's what the, the that's what the Holy Spirit does. It, it 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 makes you go, why are you feeling that way? Like this is your brother, whether you know him or he knows you or not. He's your brother. He's a, a son. Yeah. Interesting. That's the truth. I didn't mean to turn this into a Bible session. Yeah, I, really I just get into that. I just find it all very interesting. I really well, do. Well, this lessons even in human nature. Like you should learn exactly. Even, take 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 spirituality out of it. Right. You should not be bitter toward your fellow man. You should be happy for everybody's success. You should not be cheating on your wife. You should not be. You know, these are things that you shouldn't be doing anyway. You know the uh, the the interesting factor of it uh, because you take. Take the faith and everything. You take you take all that out of it, and like you said, it, it it's just a regular conversation, right? You know, and you should be doing this. Should be doing that. But at the same time, I mean, what about using that as motivation to do better? You talking about Christianity? No, no like like take the Chris Stapleton stuff, okay? Boom, okay. Hey, hey, look, this. Uh, the, you remind me of this guy. You remind me of this guy, right? And and I would personally, me, that would motivate me. To put the blinders on and get to work. Well, the thing about me is I've never stopped working. Okay. So it doesn't really make me go. It, it, it's not going to make me go, well, i got to work harder. Yeah. Because I'm already doing everything that I can do other than sign a record deal. There you go. Okay, I got like, it. Like, I'm right. not going to sign a record deal. So, like, if you if you put it in perspective, I'll never probably be on the Grammys because I'm not going to sign a record deal. So, while, while when he did the Grammys with Justin Timberlake... There was people messaging me and saying, man, that should have been you up there, which, huh. is, which is great to hear. But it probably never will be because I'm not. That's their game. That's their show. Uh -huh. I just wanted. That's what the project is as well. How far can a man go with just his fans and God behind him? How, how far can he actually get? Huh. Maybe I've reached the pinnacle of it. I don't know. If that's it, then that's that's it. That's fine. Whatever. Okay. It's fine. I'm good with it. I'll go get a job down the road. I'll, I'll go get a job at Nucor. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just, it all know. comes back to Nucor. It all comes back. And then the teachers can say, see there? Yeah. We were right. Interesting. The point is, I'm not trying to get a record deal. So if that's what it takes to get to that level, then there is no working harder. I could go do that. I could, I could, I, I say I could. I mean, I guess I could probably go to a record label still and say, hey, here's what I got. Here's my numbers. And they would jump right on that train and take control of it and tell me what I could and couldn't do. And, they would then start answering all my comments to my fans and my messages to my fans, or they would just tell me not to answer them because that's what they do. They don't want you talking too much. 
because they don't want you to ruin the they, like this. They wouldn't want me talking about Jesus. Right. They would say, no, you can't. Don't talk about Jesus. Oh, you're going to mitigate your audience. That's right. right. Just right. say God. Don't say Jesus. Like hmm. it's okay to be spiritual, but not. Don't be radical. Right. That's the way they are. So. They would then control me, and then the fans that, that grew to love me because I, I was so interactive, I am so interactive with them, I'm the one answering those comments. I'm mm-hmm. the one answering those messages. Those people would be talking to someone else. It wouldn't be me. They would be faking like it was me. Lawyer so, Wayne, uh, any, any questions for Marty Ray? I think we about covered it. I got more. I got more questions about the Bible and stuff, but uh, I think we about covered them all. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I say uh, you still got time, right? Yeah. I say uh, we uh, we promote what's coming up for you. Uh, w- w- any anything uh, that, that we need to know about in the near future for Marty Ray Project? Yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna spin my new single that's coming out March twenty March thirty first? Yes. I uh, still trying to download it here. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I got a single coming out. I'm. A, this this year, I'm gonna release a single every month, yeah. Starting this month, okay. Until my album releases in in uh, the, at the end of the year, in the in either November or December. The first one that's coming out March 31st. Actually, I take that back. That's not even the first one's coming out. But you can play that one. The first one that's released on March 31st is called Picture, and we just filmed a music video for it. Okay, and it's like a, it's actually a slightly hip hop, slightly so, hip hop, slightly. Huh? Mm. You know yeah. those 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 songs that kind of blend the country and the hip hop a little bit are doing pretty good on TikTok. Oh well, it's not that. No, this wouldn't be. This would be more R and B. Okay. Hip-hop. All right. Yeah. Now, I don't. Re- I'm not really a country artist. People think that, but I mean, I'm okay with it. But I'm not. Uh, they like just this song here, Dock of the Bay. They would say, "I've never heard this country. It's not really country." Still, like I, I just played the original chords and sang. Like this, well, if you heard this, I don't know why people think that if they heard this without seeing me, they wouldn't think, well, that's country. It's true. They it's look true. at me with a beard and they go, or my hat, and they think, oh, it's a country version. You know, you hear the, this is the beard and the, and the accent and stuff. You assume this is a country music, but uh, if you listen to this right now and you don't know me and you know you have never seen me, you're not gonna go, hey, that's a cool country artist, <laughs> right? Oh, I did have a question though. You, you've done a little bit of acting. It looked like when I looked you up. Found your I IMDb page. What's that? Uh, uh, the uh, how'd you get into that? That's that's a bit of a crossover. Shoot, somebody, how much time we have? Somebody just call you up and say, "Hey, <laughs> you want to be on Preacher or Zoo?" Or no, that is not at all how it happened. Um, my brother, when my brother turned eighteen and graduated high school, I'll try to make this quick because I know this show has a time limit. But my brother graduated high school and and he was uh, he was depressed. And he said uh, he was working at Zaxby's, and I lived in Memphis at the time, and I was dropping him off. He had been in my house over the weekend. And I'm dropping him off, and he's depressed. And I said, what's wrong with you? He goes, oh, man, nothing. I said, no, no, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Like, seriously, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And he said, well, he said, well, he said I just you know, feel like the only option I have is to join the, join the Army, right? And I was like, that's okay. Like, you can join the Army, but don't join it because you feel like it's your – Last resort. I was like, that's not a right. reason. That's a pretty. That's not a reason to join. And you're you're you were in the army. I, I've seen the guys who have joined because it was their last resort, and they don't make the best soldiers. Overall, did you join? How, why did you join? It was nine eleven. Big. That's right. Big role in my life. That's right. I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So it's like, I don't think anybody should join anything as a last resort, right? 
And I told him, I said, man, what, what is this? He said, I said, Won't you just, what's your dream? And he said, well, my dream's unrealistic. I said, what is this dream <laughs> that's so unrealistic? And I was like, man, I hope you don't say president. That's unrealistic. <laughs> He's going to have to go and join the army. Yeah. Because that's unrealistic. He's not going to be president. You can't just do that. No, you don't just graduate high school with a with a 3.0 and just go be president. Got to be 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to be. Uh, well, not yeah. even that. Even <laughs> if you get to 35, you, <laughs> you're being. You got a lot of accolades before oh, yeah. then, right? It's you, not, you can't there's just, a big vetting process yeah. for a president. You got to have a top reality TV you show. Get, right. You got to have, mm-hmm. have a real estate empire. You got to do something. So he went into mm-hmm. the acting to try to figure out the, how to get the reality. Okay. No, no. There you That's go. Not <laughs> now he's gonna, someday, so you're telling us now he's going to be president someday. He will. I All hope. right. There we go. No, he, he said that uh, it was acting, and I said, acting's easy. Said, there's millions of actors. Move to Memphis. I'll find you a place. We'll go. I'll take you to the acting school or whatever we can find there. So I did that. He moved down with me. We found an indie acting studio in Memphis, Tennessee. My good buddy Forrest Pruitt. If anybody's in Memphis, look him up. He's phenomenal. All right. Um, started taking my little brother there. Forrest and I became friends. He said, Marty, why don't you get up here? And I said, no, I'm a singer. Uh-huh. I'm not an actor. He goes, we're all something else. And, <laughs> and uh, he made me come up there. And when I, came, when I went up there and took the script, it just felt good. It felt fun. It was it was crazy. So then I just there was an agent at one of his classes, and she said, "Hey, I want to I want to talk to you after class." And I was like, "Okay." So she ended up signing me, got me an audition for TBS show, which was the Detour. I booked that audition. They flew. They they didn't fly me. They paid for me to go to North Carolina, and they paid me a thousand dollars a day, and fed me and put me up in a hotel. It's pretty good. And I had my own little trailer, <laughs> and at that point, I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I like this. I like right? this. I like this. I want to do this uh, for a living. Uh-huh. Right. So then I still, that's, that's still my goal is to do that. Well, you do acting. have a presence. You, you know what I mean? You, you do have a presence. You you, you are able to, uh, uh, and acting, all it is is presenting a message. Usually not yours, but somebody else's. You know, you're just interpreting it. Yeah. And and I, I think you're pretty good at it. I, I, I hope to see you in more, in more, more things on the screen. Man, I hope so too. Yeah, that'd be good. I do. I got my plan. I got your song here. Let's hear it. Get Low? Yeah. Ryan, could you explain it? Well, Get Low is a song that me and my buddy wrote, uh, C.J. Wilder, who I mentioned earlier. Uh, he sent me just a simple little guitar riff that he did, and uh, I said, yeah, I want to write to that. And I just, just he sent the guitar riff, and I just started going, I get low, I get low, I get down, I get down. At the time... I was dealing with uh, you know a low state in my life, thinking mm-hmm. of depression. You know, not right. really. I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was. You know, you battle that all throughout. You battle up highs and lows all throughout life. I think at that time I was in a low, and uh, the songs just started rolling out. And I was like, man, it started thinking about how we we don't even really live life. We just that's what one of the lines is: you live it as fast as we as as it goes. Just life just lives us. We don't really live it. So that's what the song really is about, getting out there and actually living life instead of the opposite. Definitely go to MartyRayProject.com, follow on Facebook, listen to on Spotify, YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok now. TikTok, Marty Ray Project everywhere. TikTok, it's crazy. Join the mailing list. Unbelievable. Marty Ray, love you, brother. I love you, brother. I love you, uh, Larry. (laughs) Lawyer Larry. (laughs) Here's the get low, Marty Ray Project.
get down, I get down I guess that's how it goes When they lurk and they creep and pride Memories here to stay But I wish that they would leave Heart locked up in chain Like a kingdom on its knee But I We just live life fast as it goes And I cry so long Thinking how this used to be Oh, oh, oh Take my time, take my time I'll get there eventually Try to live a different life Understanding all the things I see People come, people go They don't seem to care for me I get down, I get low Searching for a guarantee But I We just live life fast as it goes And I cry so long Thinking how this used to be Oh, I get low, I get low See my face, don't let it show Her heart is broken a million souls Call me out from miles of gold Fire in my head is gone It's nothing but an empty hole Try to love, it's been too long My diamond turned back to coal But I, I know We just live And I cried so long uh, Thinking how this used to be Oh, But I, I know yeah, We just live life fast as it goes And I cried
Marty Ray Projects. I thought we were already out. Man. Well, I had to come back in just to say uh, great sound. Thank you, brother. Great sound. I appreciate it. Oof. When can we get it? Actually, I misspoke. That one is not the one that's coming out March 31st. Okay. But that one will be uh, next month, April. Okay. April. But no music on the way. New music, baby. End of this month of March and next month as well. End of every month. Good. Okay. Yep. Oh, that time of the month with Marty Ray. Yeah. I like that. Start a new segment. That time of the month with Marty Ray Project. I love it. There you go. Lawyer Wayne, your thoughts? Sounds good. Looking forward to it. And his story? I'm going to look up some more on this, uh, all of these videos. It's pretty good. Right. I'm going to have to share a few. Appreciate you, Marty Ray. New projector. Yeah, I like it. Lawyer Larry. (laughs) <laughs> LawyerWayne.com <laughs> LawyerWayne.com Alright Clarksville, thanks for uh, sticking around with us for this uh, special broadcast of the Joe Padula Show with uh, our featured guest and artist, Marty Ray Project Alright, we'll see you tomorrow back to a uh, regular schedule on the Joe Padula Show where uh, Clarksville goes to party with a purpose Absolutely <laughs> <laughs>